why did it work out so well? And I think one is definitely the responsibility of not wanting to let each other down, but also kind of this friendship and trust that we've also developed. Data Stories is brought to you by Click. Are you missing out on meaningful relationships hidden in your data? Unlock the old story with ClickSense through personalized visualizations and dynamic dashboards, which you can download for free at click.de slash datastories. It's a new data stories today. There's no Enrico. It's just me, Moritz, uh, because I'm here to do a live recording, one of the rare live recordings. And I have two guests here, which I will introduce in a minute. We are in Berlin in a very strange uh, hotel room. It's very pink and curvy, and but it's a good ambience for a podcast, and it's it's nice to record live for once. Um, before we start, uh, episode 100 is coming up, so it's two more episodes out. We are very excited, and um, yes, we wanted to ask you, the listeners. Uh, maybe you want to contribute a bit. So we have an audio mailbox or an audio voice box and you can leave us messages. And if you want, just call us and tell us a bit over the last like years of the podcast, what were the most memorable moments for you? How do you think the field has changed? How has the podcast changed? Uh, did we get better or worse or different? <laughs> How has maybe your perspective on data as a whole changed or your whole profession? And yeah, basically just tell us any stories you want to share. Maybe data, sto data stories connected a few dots in your life as well. And of course, we would love to hear that. So call us at, uh, that's a US number, uh, plus one, 413-650-2713. And of course, the number will be in the show notes. So maybe that's easier. Enough about us. Um, let's dive right in with our guests. So I'm here in Berlin with uh, Shirley Wu. Hi, Shirley. Hello. And Nadi Bremer. Hello. Hi, Nadi. You might know Nadi from an episode last year where we talked about the Olympic rings, right? Yes, Olympic feathers. Yeah. But I like your tree rings better. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, tree feathers, rings type things. Yeah. So can you briefly introduce yourself? Maybe Nadi, now that we started talking already. Who are you? What are you doing? And... Uh, How did you end up doing data with? Yeah, so I um, I started doing data visualization. I don't even know when. But it was just basic charts doing astronomy, making my papers, visualizing my data. But I didn't quite know that I was doing data visualization then. Then I became uh, a consultant, did data science, presented a lot to clients, which meant more data visualization. And at some time I went to a presentation where Mike Freeman showed that he was a data visualization specialist. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, you can be that? <laughs> that's an actual job. <laughs> that's an actual job. And that's when I dove straight in and uh, I haven't, haven't come back up since. So Cool. And now you're a freelance consultant designer. Yes, indeed. Yes. Speaker too. So you're speaker, speaking a yeah, lot. I love, yeah, I love speaking about my passion for database. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Shirley, how about you? Yeah. So I actually studied business in college and then I thought I was going to go into finance and then I did an internship and was like, hells no. <laughs> um, so then I like really quickly switched to computer science, came out as a software engineer um, for a big data company. And at the time they were starting to look into doing visualizations with D3. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to be that new kid that had nothing to do. And my manager was like, hey, do you want to learn D3? And I was like, 
sure, why not? And then for, I think, I think maybe two or three years into, you know, doing D3 with like, I think at the time was backbone and I started talking about my experiences and I actually had like a little bit, tiny bit of an existential crisis where I was like, I am not going into this niche. Like, I don't want to be just data visualization. I want to do a bunch of other things too. And then like, Another a year in or so, I was having way too much fun with data visualization. <laughs> that was I fully embraced it, and that was around when I realized that um, as a kid, I actually drew and painted for fourteen years of my life, oh, and wow. then I loved math growing up. And that was when the moment when I realized that data visualization is basically all of that together in a bundle and it's creative and it's fun. There's mm-hmm. math, there's numbers, um, there's code that I love. And so like Nadi, I haven't gone back since I've embraced the niche and, um, yeah. And now I'm a freelancer, full-time freelancer in San Francisco and hoping to make it work for as long as I can. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah. It's interesting because yeah, as you can hear, the two have really like technical and data chops, but I think now you're mostly perceived for your really creative and yeah, very like aesthetic data visualizations and, uh, the project that you are working on together is called Data Sketches, yes. right? And I think this is how most people also know you now because <laughs> some of these visualizations have been really popular and and you do a lot of them. So can you tell us a bit how did you start the project? What is it about? And also how did you even meet? Like how did all this uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually um, Nadia and I actually met online uh, in a database slack um and we didn't actually meet each other in person until so we met each other online fall 2015 or so mm-hmm. and then we met each other in person in boston at open viscon 2016 because wow, we were nice. both speakers oh, i mean like hung out the whole time and then um and i really liked naughty and apparently she liked me too <laughs> yes. and then a few months later naughty um actually put up all of her tutorials from her open Viz talk mm-hmm. um and i had just quit my full-time job then to like try freelancing. I had a lot of time on my hands and I went through all of her, like all of her tutorials and like one day started like, like, you know, messaging her questions about all of her tutorials. And then, and then we started talking about how, um, like you hadn't done as many visualization projects as you were. Yeah. No, mostly tutorials and maybe one project that you could see that this is a data visualization in itself. Yeah. And we, we, we were lamenting the fact that yeah, we hadn't done because because full time jobs keep us busy, and mm. and that was when I was like, wait, mm. <laughs> and I actually um I like you know plucked up all my courage because I was like, there's no way Naughty wants to work with me, and like I was like, Naughty, do you want to collaborate together? And she was like, yeah, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how it started. Nice, nice. <laughs> yes. And so, how did you make up? Like, there's some rules basically, or some like. Mm-hmm. A, a way the whole project is organized what is it and how did you decide on that yeah so the thing is that like maybe after three months we sort of forget the details already of how we come up, came up with these concepts <laughs> it just happened it just yeah. happened it's yeah. just but it happened really quickly so maybe the next day already we were like yeah we should do something every month and then do that for a year and then a topic and then we both create something I just want to say so the next day when when Nadi says next day she literally means and that next day she sent me a google doc with like <laughs> 
<laughs> and the doc says something like, surely a naughty, um, awesome collaboration marathon or something like that. <laughs> yeah. We listed it out. <laughs> yeah. So you said, let's do one project and Nadi was like, let's do 20? Is it like no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was, uh, it was, I think the, the year idea and the month idea was really quickly. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at some point we wanted to do more than just present the final visualizations. Yeah. I wanted to write about that. And uh, so the data and the coding part was really quickly, but um, I think you weren't sketching really be before that, right? Because the sketching was an important part for me to add in. Yeah. So the sketch part, um, <laughs> I have a bad habit of I just think things and then I go and code it. Mm -hmm. So there's no sketch process for me. And just because I'm just like, if I can, if I'm going to take the time to like draw it out, like I can do that faster with code anyways. Right. Um, <laughs> Nadi just made a face. Uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, but uh, so this really forced me to start sketching. And I actually, that was a really great, like, I think that's actually made me so much better um than i was before mm -hmm. yeah yeah so the idea is every month both mm -hmm. of you do a visualization mm -hmm. they share a theme right it's like there's one is it just one word the theme or is it like more to the theme well there can be more words yeah. but it's it's concise like, yeah, like music or nostalgia yeah. right yeah so it's big enough that you can do something interesting but mm -hmm. yeah And then each of you does a visualization and then you document it. Like, how did you end up doing the visualization? And there's a lot yes. of like material on the process and, and so on. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sketching part is interesting. So to me, these look like finished projects, basically. I mean, I, I guess because both of you are like just have this eye for detail and just want to do it right. Right. So yeah, to me, these seems like full fledged project, not like sketches. Or would you see them as sketches? I guess. The, uh, yeah, we had a lot of time thinking of a name. Yeah. Um, but we like the idea of the data sketches. We could have also called it data sketch code, or mm -hmm. but it was the idea of being the, a bit of the frivolous part of it as mm -hmm. well. Just uh -huh. having the fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was our most important thing to have fun mm -hmm. while we were doing this these things. Mm -hmm. So that's why we sort of open exploration, it. just yes. playing and yes. seeing what so happens. Sketching with your data. Right. It's not it's not meant as the literal way because mm -hmm. we also found out that you can sort of sketch with code and go back yeah. to with the pen and with the code. Right. So they are fully flat, complete data visualization projects. Mm -hmm. But I guess the data sketches makes it a bit more... Um, Takes off the pressure. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's from very the, smart. Yeah. From the very beginning, it was supposed to just be like a fun thing that we did on the side. And at first, when we were talking about it, we were like, yeah, so each week we spend five to six hours. And <laughs> that's quite reasonable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it's kind of like what you were saying. We're both a little bit obsessed with the details and the finishing touches. And I don't think either of us have spent 20 hours on a project since maybe the very first one and then maybe your february one other than that all of ours have been like way more way more way more. Right. Yeah. yeah they look like a lot of work so. yes <laughs> but it's all done with things passion. escalated <laughs> very quickly <laughs> yeah that's the problem when you start a series Mm -hmm. You want to top every previous step, probably. Yes. <laughs> so yes. You, you want to keep progressing and then things escalate. Okay. Yeah, although we, when we're talking amongst ourselves, it's like, we should get back to that first month. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> good. And then it was still like normal hours. When things were like reasonable. Yes. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Can you, can you tell us a bit, like, just give an overview of the types of projects you have done, like, the, or the, what the themes were, what your most favorite visualization maybe up to now was? Oh, yeah. So um, all of what we... 
we make sure that all of the topics that we choose are things that we can be excited about, that we can find an angle, grab onto it and, you know, go out and find the data set. And actually, since January, we've actually had uh, guests feature. Well, we have guest features lined up for each month. Oh, wow. um, and we try to make sure that the topic is exciting for them also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for me personally, uh, my favorite uh, data sketches is probably the Hamilton one in November. Um, just because, uh, <laughs> so I have been obsessed with Hamilton, the musical for since like April of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it on repeat for like three or four months. And then at one point my boy- boyfriend was like, wouldn't it be fun if you just visualize this? And I was like, Oh, oh no, 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 there's no way. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and then a month later, um, Matt Daniels, who runs Polygraph Slash Pudding, he contacted me and I was like, hey, I have an idea to pitch you. And that's kind of how it started. Um, so it actually wasn't supposed to be a data sketches at first, um, but it's slowly, slowly took so long that that it became one um and it's it's basically it's basically this visualization it's kind of a scrolly telling thing that you know um uh i don't even know how to describe it like you scroll through and at first there's kind of like all of the analysis i did and the insights i found of the musical and then as the user goes through and finishes all of that i provide the kind of exploratory tool um that helped me come to those insights so that tool helps um the user filter all of the songs in the musical by the characters their conversations mm-hmm. and their themes um and it's probably my favorite just because of how much i obsessed over it um and it's also my favorite just because of how hard it was it's actually the very first time that i ever um because i come from a very visualizations in the product sort of background mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it's the first so time the data was always a given probably uh no 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 in the sense that like um it was always geared towards some sort of an end user product uh-huh. use case yeah. kind of thing. Um, and this is the first time I did something that was more expository. So mm-hmm. I had to think about the narrative and the story that I wanted to tell and pair that with the visualization mm-hmm. itself. And I had never, ever done that before. And that was really hard. So I had a lot of panic attacks during <laughs> it and like mild depressions and and it just makes me really happy that I came out on the other side right, right. and it's out in the world now. And I'm just yeah. so happy. And it was really. a big success in the end, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I, I also had little tiny panic attacks of like, if, what if nobody cares? And I was like, <laughs> Naughty, like what if nobody cares? And after I like towards the end, I was like, you know what, Naughty, I don't even care if nobody cares. Like, <laughs> I, just I just want, want it, to it done. Finish. I just want it done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But Nadi was super supportive the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so this one took longer than a month, right? It was like Three over a couple and a half months. months. Yeah, right. So I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. You should check it out. So all the data sketches are also on the website, datasketch.es, right? And um, yeah, there's lots of great documentation and this piece is really nice too. Nadi, how, how about you? What's your like favorite so um, far? Oh, I still like the Olympic Feathers one, but no? we already have like a separate one. Oh, that, that was a data sketch too. That was ah. a data sketch. Oh, we when, didn't, when we didn't we... even know at no, the time. No, no, still <laughs> Yeah, so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah nice. but I guess that was a nice uh, one. Yeah, yeah. One of my one of my more recent favorite ones is the the month I did on uh, we had nostalgia as mm-hmm. the topic, mm-hmm. and I did it uh, about Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, and yeah, like uh, 15 years ago during my teens, I was very much into Dragon Ball Z because it was the only anime that was in the Netherlands, uh, so I just you know. I 
I, I watched every show and uh, every episode. And it was great fun diving into that again and, and rewatching most of this, most of the <laughs> episodes again. Um, and I spent a lot of time. So the, the visualization is about all of the fights that happened during <laughs> all of Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, and then it's sort of split apart by the uh, the sagas, which is sort of like an episode, but it's more like when the main bad guy is vanquished, the saga oh, okay. ends. Mm-hmm. But that can be like seven episodes or twenty episodes. Um, and then each each fight is like a group of circles, and each circle is one character. And if you hover over uh, the group, it sort of splits apart, and you see who the characters really are. And then they're sort of connected. So you can see one character through all of the fights. Uh, and it was really a lot of fun, and there are like touches in there that maybe nobody will see. That I've I've manually arranged the data in such a way that the bad guys are always on the right side, and the good guys <laughs> are on the left side. And I've annotated each of the fights, like what is actually happening with with this fight. Why is it important? Uh, that was it. Was such it was. It took eighty hours. It was the first time I <laughs> I actually sort of timed Did myself. Did you manually manually tag everything yourself? Or yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, it was about that's like seventy five of the eighty hours, probably. Right? <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> I just I spent two hours alone going through all of Dragon Ball Z's gifts that I could find to find the best ones to annotate the most spectacular times. Oh, that's money well spent. Uh, time, uh, time well spent. Uh, yeah, yeah so. so that one was just a lot of fun because I was so renewed, obsessed with the with the, the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. So. I think that's interesting because these are also like very pop cultural visualizations, right? It's like. Often people think visualization or data analysis and culture doesn't serious go that well things. together, right? That's yeah. a very yeah. recent serious. development only that also that we have something like digital humanities or, you know, these types of projects. So in your experience, what makes a good like pop cultural visualization? How is it different to do other types of visualizations? I'm not quite sure about this, but I think it really helps if the person making the visualization is also is into it. Uh, into it. Hugely obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> the more the better, because yeah. then that person really knows what items to pick out that uh-huh. will connect with other fans mm-hmm. in the same in the same region, or it can go more about how can I bring this to a wider audience, mm-hmm. what are the best things about it. Ah. Um, but it's also about Domain expertise. Yes. Domain expertise. That's a good word. <laughs> yes. But maybe it's also about um, having going beyond the standard so making also maybe a visualization that is maybe visually a bit more weird in a Mm -hmm. way and Mm -hmm. it's not something that maybe visualization experts would like i say no 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 this is maybe not the right way but it has a visual thing about it like maybe doing it in a circle even though a circle isn't the best way (laughs) because the main point of most of these pop culture things is not in particular I think of getting like 100% accuracy in reading it but just engaging your audience Uh uh and guiding them through the story and guiding them through Uh moments and things like that and maybe make a cultural artifact yourself yes right so because you're in that sphere already in that space but that's that's my opinion how how about you like what's your take on that Uh, so well okay so first of all I think it's I don't think we even really thought that much about it. We're just, we do it just for fun. And I think that's what translates so well towards the end that it's the things that we're, we love and, and that shows through in the final creation because of all the obsessive details that we put in there. But for me, I think the, actually the most important thing is that, um, 
And this is something I started thinking recently because of data sketches um, and because of that Hamilton piece, I started thinking about how do I reach a wider audience? Like, um, I think a lot of the things I created before that piece was more intended towards the data visualization community that we're in and the friends that we have. And, um, and you know, like if, if they appreciated it and they, they enjoyed it, then, then that was something that would make me happy. But for the Hamilton one, I knew that I wanted to, uh, to like reach people that you know maybe haven't even seen a visualization before or don't know how to read these things and fluently um and so i think to me that might actually be the mo the important thing that um we create these pieces that you know maybe like what Nadi said that it's not necessarily all of the right visualization forms that we adhere to, but rather things that create delight mm -hmm. that, um, that user engagement of, mm -hmm. um, so for like the Hamilton one, I have dots that fly apart for no visual reason. They're like, <laughs> it has no actual insight, right. but it flies apart and it dances in the background and comes back together mm -hmm. for like when I'm telling them the story and the insights. Um, and that's just so that they'll keep scrolling down the screen. It's like a very cheap trick, but it really works. And I think it's tiny little things like that, um, that I think, yeah, it makes that piece and really reaches, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's what reached the wider audience and it could just be the very obsessed fan base, but right, right, right. Yeah. It, could be just them, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could just be that. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because maybe you expose some more data heavy data driven people to the cultural stuff, but maybe you also expose some of the the people who know Hamilton in this case to data analysis and mm -hmm. they think about data in a new way. So it can go both ways. Yeah. I got some really great feedback about, I got tweets that were like, Oh my God, data viz plus Hamilton, two of my favorite <laughs> loves. And yeah. there were also people that were like, Oh, um, you know, uh, my son and I are learning how to code and this is such a great inspiration. Right, and, right. and that was an amazing, yeah. Feedback. Yeah, cool. Like coming back to the sketches part. So you document all the like the process, your thought process. I think that's that's really great that you also like go into detail documenting all this. How is the relation of sketching by hand and sketching with codes? Like how do you approach um, a new like topic? So you just know, okay, I want to do something about nostalgia or about movies or whatever. Like how do you develop this idea and how do you figure out which data works and which design works? What's your process there? And can you sketch with code? Is that a thing? Yes. Well, that, I think that's definitely a thing. Um, I typically, when I start sketching, well, I try and find a topic first. Although sometimes I might bump into data, but I find I, I try and find the angle first that I want to that I want to go into. What do I want to tell people about this data set or about this topic? Um, and when my sketching in itself is usually very simple. So I, I really focus only on how do I want to morph my main data is in what kind of shape should it be? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so I don't, I hardly ever use colors to sketch. It's really just pen strokes on, on I want this shape or it should, it should flow mm -hmm. like this, or this variable should be encoded as that. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. And then I try and get the data into that shape. And uh, when I see that, the, if I put all of that data together and there is insights to be found, um, I, I can either go back to sketching, but often I sort of start focusing on the more details, like the mm -hmm. colors, thickness. I do that with code. So that's when it sort of transforms into sketching with code. Yeah. Because beforehand, I, I often don't know what kind of colors I want to use, how I want to implement my details. Mm -hmm. And then when I see the, the main abstract shape works, okay, great. How can I put in more details, more layers? How can I make it visually engaging? I start thinking about these small things, for example, in, um, I made, um, 
visualization of music in, Dece in December using circles. And while I was visualizing it, I thought, well, what if I just make the top 10 songs into tiny vinyls? Wouldn't mm -hmm. that be fun? And it's yeah. like an on-the-go thing that I never thought about before, but goes during the sort of the, the sketching with code kind of phase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, a lot of the sketching part actually is just about because um, because one of the lessons I learned one of the earlier months is um, I need to explore my data before I start sketching so that I understand at least mm -hmm. the basics of like the attributes of the data and like the extremes and um, uh, how the distribution of it. Um, so, but, uh, the way that I use the sketching is as I'm exploring the data, I'm basically jotting down notes of like, um, I, I think these attributes are important or I think, and like, how about if these attributes I use for these visual encodings and like, maybe this is how it will look like. And then, and then I start like, like Nadi said, I start putting that in code and then, um, I start seeing what it looks like on screen. And, um, what I found also is that that process of data exploration exploration and sketching with paper only goes so far um, in terms of the size of the data set. So like if the data set is relatively small and manageable, that process works really well. But when it's, you know, bigger than like, say, a few thousand rows, then then I definitely need to sometimes I don't even go to paper. I go straight to the code so that I can see what it looks like on the screen. Mm -hmm. And maybe as I'm like, you know, going through exploration on the screen with my code, I might jot things down in my sketchbook of like just notes that I have in my head of like, oh, this insight is interesting. Like maybe this will be useful later or something. So that's how I interact with the mm -hmm. sketching now. Whereas I didn't at all <laughs> before we started this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting and you need to find your own way of developing and bootstrapping these projects, making yeah. sense out of this fuzzy challenge of, okay, I need to do a project about this and I don't know what it could yeah. be. And so, and I think it's always so interesting how everybody like what the strategies are to get there. But yeah, like for the two of you, it definitely helps if you're fluent with code and then you can try things out immediately and see if they deliver yes. a value right? Yes, and, and insights. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. The other interesting thing is, of course, your tag team, basically. There have been more. Like, I immediately have to think of Dear Data, of course, like mm -hmm. Stephanie's and Georgia's project, which is in a way totally similar, but also totally different. So I think that's kind of interesting. And was that an inspiration to you? Or did you, like... Did you later realize, oh, that's very similar to Dear Data, or do you see it as a totally different thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, Georgia and Stephanie and Dear Data is like, I think, both definitely a huge um, inspiration to me personally, and I think for Nadia as well. Mm -hmm. But I think when we first started thinking about this, um, I think the only thing that's really similar about it is we're two women in two different continents and, um, you know, nine hours of time difference. And um, we wanted to do some sort of like a collaboration. Um, and whereas they wanted to, you know, know, find out more about each other, we, we want our express purpose was have fun, learn, um, and do more projects. Um, sure. and that was, I think that's, I think maybe the main difference for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, yes. Yeah, so when Shirley asked to do the collaboration, I, I'm sure that we were both like, it was in our, in our minds because we knew about Dear Data, but, but it wasn't like, Hey, Dear Data. Let's so let's do the Dear Data thing. Yeah. Yes. But I think it was, it was definitely yeah. in our minds, like you can actually do a collaboration. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just we just so happen to be two females as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, it's great. And I, 
it's this thing like often you sit around and you think like oh i should do a project about this or one should sometime do a project about that right but if you're in a team yes you suddenly I don't know. You much have to more, do it, right? Much and then more it becomes motivated, yes. So we have the same thing with the podcast, obviously. Like, alone, I would have stopped the podcast, like, four, five times already. But because <laughs> it's two of us, you know, you're obliged, basically, to each other, right? Is that an experience you made, too, that this keeps you going? That yes, definitely. You don't want to let the other one down? <laughs> yes. Oh, that is, yeah. exactly, that is exactly the reason why I'm still here doing this. <laughs> because Nadi is, like, I like to joke and say this, but it's completely true. Nadi is, like, the much more responsible one out of both of us uh-huh. and she makes sure things are actually oh, like happening yeah, that it, yeah. It's, it's on track and okay, um yeah. and but i think um so i'm actually i think there's there's both great things about partnerships and um i think it's very special when you find somebody that you can really work with um because i think if you if you partner up with someone um maybe that you don't you don't get along as well or that um it, it's it's completely possible that both of you fall tr- fall off on like the track right um and the project goes nowhere so i think i think it's also really important i i never thought it would work out as well as it did but oh, yeah uh, yeah but like the you know um and we really thought about how, why did it work out so well and i think one is definitely the responsibility of not wanting to let each other down but also kind of this friendship and trust that we've also developed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. um now not only like if i don't do it on time not only am i letting her down in a quote-unquote professional way but like also kind of like a personal way of like i feel like now i'm like letting down my friend on like a promise i made right. yeah, and it also helps that so sometimes people ask us how we collaborate but we completely separately build our visualizations but we share a lot of the process in between so we i, I tell shirley like oh i found this data set that i'm gonna do something with and then mm-hmm. we share screenshots and we share photos of our sketches so it's like continuously throughout the month we're showing each other what we're doing okay. which again right. again mm-hmm. I, I when i see what shirley's doing it again oh. motivates me doesn't it drive you crazy <laughs> she's already like so far it's no like, no that's usually the <laughs> other way around where i'm like oh damn it naughty yeah. is like already so far yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's like running together right it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 right, yeah yeah but it's like because it's like a back and forth kind of ping pong kind of mm-hmm. thing it, you, it keeps me going in that sense nice. uh, yeah. to go to own and do you give advice to each other or do you yes. just yeah you, so you yeah. while oh, you definitely. work you critique and say like try yeah. this try that no uh, it's not only like hey Shirley yeah. and then it's like oh my god amazing and that's it <laughs> <laughs> I'm told yeah. naughty yeah. like when emoji, I don't like someone yeah, like, <laughs> yeah no no we gotta be so each other work, pointers you say that. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or we I, I tell her like I have this and it's not working yeah. I can't figure it out and then Shirley looks at it and she gives me ideas like so it's like yeah it doesn't work yeah even this morning like we were i was like hey nadia i have this thing and i think i was being really stupid and then we like worked through i think it was like a more stats kind of thing yes. and like nadia helped me work through it it's it's definitely very collaborative in that sense not the code part but rather just a lot of support yeah, yeah. Right, right right yeah so coming to the practical side so i mean this sounds like a a, amazing but also super time intensive <laughs> right and so all the communication all the like doing the actual project yes. then you speak a lot about project like you, you also work freelance how do you balance all these like all I, these uh, full-time jobs that i have like have? a list of all yeah. the netflix shows i still have to see after uh-huh. june is done yeah next year maybe <laughs> yes <laughs> books i need to read yeah so it's yeah it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of time but Mm -hmm. i guess we're both very passionate about it so we do spend a lot of evenings and during the weekends we work on these things as well um 
it's it's finding a balance between your personal life and and having time set aside for this as well yeah but yeah it, i'm super motivated i really enjoy what i'm doing and sometimes it goes a bit crazy i'm like i should <laughs> i should run this off for this month i've been enjoying this too much in general i'm uh, i i i enjoying every hour yeah and if you have momentum you need to keep going i mean yeah. you have to at some point make sure it's sustainable but once and you, you know have there's momentum, an end point yeah the I think the June end date or like the you know June is our last month so July is our end is is kind of the the light at the end of the tunnel that's like keeping us going right but also um I think <laughs> speaking about that I think Nadi might be the person that I talk to spend the most time with after my boyfriend um and sometimes I feel like maybe I might spend more time talking to and working with Nadi more than my boyfriend mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I don't think, I hope that's not true. We, my boyfriend and I live together. So, so. I mean, it takes, it takes more effort to type than to talk. So yeah, I, I think, sorry, Alex. <laughs> Thank you for being supportive. Yeah. Maybe we should talk to him next. <laughs> <That's his perspective. laughs> yeah. 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 That's the thing. Like it's, yeah. On the one hand, like a, a project, like when you know you have a good direction, you want to finish it and you want to keep the momentum at the same time. Yeah. You want to balance it with other things. Right. Yeah. But uh, also I've seen you've been smart in a way that the work you've done, you also place it at different places like Polygraph or last month you published something Google with Google News Lab. Yes. And I think that's, of course, great if you, you develop your own visualization, but then you're able to place it in like publishing contexts, right? Yes. And that's been extremely helpful just because I started the freelancing gig last last summer. Mm -hmm. And this has been um, <laughs> extremely, extremely helpful in in you know, getting contracts that help me eat and right, live. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's an interesting question. Like, do people approach you a lot? And like, is it, how is freelance life for you right now, especially as a woman? And also like, do people like see that you actually have really serious technical jobs as well? Or is it always like, yeah, she does these colorful, crazy visualizations, but who knows if she can do like really serious stuff. Being a woman, um, I downplay my skills. I'm uh -huh. like, oh, I just build these fun, silly things on the yeah. web. And it's actually other people that are like, no, like they're, they're really like, good. they're <laughs> like, no, surely like this is amazing. Like this is technically like, you know, uh -huh. really. And so other people are actually like, you know, like my friends, female and male are the ones that are kind of like saying these nice things about me. So they definitely don't downplay um, the technical skills that I do have. Um, so I'm really, really thankful for that. And um, and I think the other nice thing about just like doing this for fun and staying true to who I am and like making things I just call fun and silly and colorful is that people that find me for these content contracts like like they find me because because they like my style and, right, yeah. um i have not had to work with anybody uh, bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> um or like you know or sexist or racist or mm -hmm. any of that um just because i think they they find they see me who for who i am and mm -hmm. um so that's been really really amazing yeah yeah so that's the advantage maybe if you first put your work out there that people will recognize you for your work and yeah have yes. a clear idea of what you like and what you like to do and then yeah that yeah. helps <laughs> yeah yeah do, do you have a similar experience how is it for you yes it's been the same for me uh so before data sketches i've already been putting out 
personal projects that help define what I do and the kind of style I like. And now I can use the data sketches projects as well. So people that come to me, they indeed know what kind of data visualizations I make. And mm -hmm. so they come for me for specifically that, that kind of thing. And I also have very clearly on my contact page that I, I can do, I'm, I love to do a lot of data visualization, but I'm not doing dashboards. <laughs> <laughs> so that weeds no out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been very good for me as well yeah i haven't i've emailed two or three people myself mm -hmm. saying hey i'm a freelancer but for the rest is like just email and just answering my emails i get in my inbox yeah so yeah. that's amazing yeah cool so i know you have also followed the discussion on the d3 slack yes. and we also had elijah uh, yes. on the show mm -hmm. elijah mix uh, i think two episodes ago or something so from your experience is there like a crisis for custom-made visualizations or um, are things going fine or what's your take on this whole like very complicated and convoluted <laughs> debate <laughs> yeah so I'm also not in the Bay Area so I have not experienced this sort of movement towards more of the back end I actually come from data science towards right, that, data visualization I had to think of that you, uh, you did it the other way around yeah I did right? the other way around uh, been, uh, people have been very supportive uh, uh, getting me into data visualization right about the custom things I feel like it's still in the up so it's still an up, upcoming thing I wish I, I wish there was more, but mm -hmm. it's I've, it's been getting more the last year, the last two years. So I, I hope that just that yeah. trend keeps continuing. And you do get requests for these types of works, yes, right? yes, so. especially people want to have they they see that not all of the data fits into either a bar chart or a line chart. Yeah, they have more complex data, so they want more or newer or how do you say that customized uh -huh. uh, charts for yeah. that data. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'll I'll also kind of talk a little bit about my take on this. Um, so I. Um, it's interesting because I, I did work. I did work in the Bay Area at a tech startup, um, doing data visualization in product. Um, so um, that's the, the and that's the uh, the background I come from. And um, it's interesting because up until Elijah mentioned it, um, I didn't. I hadn't noticed that people were leaving. That could also be because I have been freelancing for the past year and not talking to anybody. Um, and but um. You know, once I started thinking a lot more about what Elijah and others in the community were pointing out about um, the companies in the Bay Area, um, I started to kind of realize that like a lot of it is about um, educating not only like upper management or anything like that. I, I suddenly I started to remember like the kind of pushback I would get as soon as I try to propose a visualization that wasn't as, you know, commonplace, that mm -hmm. wasn't the bar chart or we were a security company. So people were very familiar with network graphs. But um, I remember my teammate wanted to propose a parallel coordinate and that that was hard One like people didn't like it, yeah like a sinky diagram was like too far oh, yeah. um, and so you know we would prototype these right, things right. but it wouldn't go in this uh -huh. this is a whole separate conversation like a yeah. whole conversation that yeah. yeah but um i have many thoughts on this mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe next next time you're on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, i agree it's it's a and there's so many angles to it and we i think we were all amazed how many different takes are on this mm -hmm. very simple issue yeah. actually and i think that shows also there's a lot still to be developed and so on yeah yeah but i'm i'm also personally working now on a very applied data visualization just to show that custom visualization can like mm. play a, play a good functional role nice. in the community. Yeah, I, I, i hope it will be good 
We have to wrap up soon. It's a pity, but um, yeah. What's coming next in the series? So you're almost done. Almost, almost, almost done. Then there will be a huge vacation. Like yeah. this will be amazing <laughs> with lots of Netflix and uh, pina coladas books, and so on. Yeah, books yeah, that like, I read. Uh, like doing nothing. And yeah. what, what do you have in mind for afterwards? Will you work as a studio, as one of the online publications has already speculated? I think Fast Company <laughs> wrote that you have a, the data sketches studio we, we together. Ha- yeah. We asked yeah. for the correction. <laughs> we asked them to correct. They were two data visualization. Maybe you shouldn't correct, but just found the studio. I mean, <laughs> that's the other solution. <laughs> what do you think? Well, okay. So for the media future, um, what we have planned is a medium publication because even though you know we've run out of steam by mm-hmm. June um, to keep doing this intense pace, um, what we realized was that one of the feedbacks, the continuous feedbacks we get, is the value of our write-ups, especially for people yeah. that are just starting out to do data visualization or to code or design or, um, and so I think to keep that spirit going, we want to do this medium publication. So it's like medium.com slash data sketches mm-hmm. um, to like, so that we can curate um, visualization projects that we're really excited about and, um, and then be able to put up and ask the, the authors, the creators to do the write up. And the only restriction we have is that they follow the format of data sketch code in their write ups. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's, nice. that's yeah. our, and hopefully building a tiny little community mm-hmm. around it. And will you invite people or do people apply or how Both. does it work? Like? Both. Yeah. yeah. Both is fine. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly that there would be one place on the internet that people can go to yeah. and read about how are some yeah. of these fantastic projects made. Fantastic. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very cool. And we're just looking forward to the final one or two pieces coming up or how many? Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> speaking of track and on track. So April was, uh, actually we spent time on creating the presentation for open viscom oh yeah so we both have still have to do april even yeah. though it's may uh, yeah uh, i, don't know. I yeah. have three more coming <laughs> Probably up after, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah we'll see and um, for us it's great i mean we just yeah. consume them but yeah. we have to create them so yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm actually pretty excited for my april one because um it's quite relevant to the the d3 community and elijah and mm-hmm. um because i'm uh, visualizing the survey responses oh that's great yeah because from, they haven't been visualized yet yeah, probably uh, well, Very good. Well, yeah there's been there's Basic, been in a basic way. Like, yeah. But yeah, the data viz community survey That's great. visualization yeah. is... It's very meta. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what I go for. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Very good. Much looking forward. So everybody check out the website at datasketch.es and read all the process documentation yeah. and the Medium publication. We will link everything. And thanks so much for coming. And it's a lovely project. And Thank thanks you. for sharing all Thank this. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. Yes. yes. Super cool. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Data Stories again. Before you leave, here are a few ways you can support the show and get in touch with us. First, we have a page on Patreon where you can contribute an amount of your choosing per episode. As you can imagine, we have some costs for running the show and we would love to make it a community-driven project. You can find the page at patreon.com slash datastories. And if you can spend a couple of minutes rating us on iTunes, that would be extremely helpful for the show. Just search us in iTunes Store or follow the link in our website. 
And we also want to give you some information on the many ways you can get news directly from us. We're of course on Twitter at twitter.com slash datastories, but we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash datastoriespodcast and we also have a newsletter. So if you want to get news directly into your inbox, go to our homepage datastories and look for the link that you find in the footer. And finally, you can also chat directly with us and other listeners using Slack. Again, you can find a button to sign up at the bottom of our page. And we do love to get in touch with our listeners. So if you want to suggest a way to improve the show or know amazing people you want us to invite or projects you want us to talk about, let us know. That's all for now. See you next time. And thanks for listening to Data Stories. Data Stories is brought to you by Click. Are you missing out on meaningful relationships hidden in your data? Unlock the old story with ClickSense through personalized visualizations and dynamic dashboards, which you can download for free at click.de slash datastories.